Hi, folks. Chris Foss here from thechrisvossshow.com. The Chris Foss Show.com. <laughs> and I'm live here with my good friend, revisiting guest, Keith Barrett. How are you doing, Keith? Okay. Great to be on the Chris Foss Show. All right. Well, uh, you just take it from here, and uh, I'll just let me know how it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, we're glad to have you again, Keith. Everybody who watched the last show that you were on said, uh, who's Keith Barrett? Um, yeah, I'm used to that. <laughs> but now, after that podcast, they know who Keith Barrett is because you gave us the um, you gave us the full history of your genealogy. So if you haven't watched the show with Keith Barrett on it the first time, go watch it again. You can find out what his great-grandfather crapped in a field in 19 or 18, whatever. I was born a poor geek child. A poor geek child. And then he told of his family's storied uh, travels from the uh, mother country uh, back in the 1700s to find their way for freedom to be able to uh, uh, to be able to uh, work at Disney. Work at Disney, read comic books, wear a computer on your face, all those freedoms. <laughs> They were searching for religious freedom in order to find Mickey Mouse. Because um, God knows he's repressed in France. I hear that Disney in France, you can't do certain things or something. I don't know. What was I don't it? know. I've never been there. I don't know. There, there was you know, a lot of controversy when they first came out. Anyway, we don't want to talk about Disney because we don't want to get Keith fired. Um, <laughs> Although so, you, did, uh, you did remind me once that when a relative of mine found out that I worked for Disney, they didn't know what to make of it. They said things like, well... Do you like when you go get your paycheck? Do you knock on a tree stump and a squirrel gives you your paycheck? <laughs> they honestly, they honestly didn't think that. Oh, there might really just be office buildings and it's a corporation. And do you walk around just singing all the time, singing enchanted tales? <laughs> yeah, with little cartoon birds on my shoulder. Little cartoon birds on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. You're like, hey, I'm trying to work, you stupid birds. <laughs> go away. I'm not yeah. that cheerful. Go I always. Snow White or something. I always ask for the pixie dust with extra caffeine in it in the morning. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people that had that problem in the 80s. Um, so anyway, the pixie dust problem. And lots of mirrors and straws. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not Disney. Yeah. Oh, it's a different one. Okay. So uh, we'd like to thank Ailey. Ailey's kind of a sponsor of the Chris Voss Show. Ailey.com. Uh, it's just like eight... A.T. with an L and an eight Lee. Um, it's Andy Grignog's company, and Andy is uh, uh, one of the guys who developed the iPhone. You may have heard of it. And uh, WebOS, you may have heard of that, too. So now he's working on his new project, 8Lee.com, and they're proud sponsors of our uh, Google Glass, if you will. So I'm going to remove these now, now that we've got our sponsor plug. And he made the hat match the glass, too. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that cool how we did that? That's They're both red. Kind of a matching thing. They can't and, see. They're both red. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of... If I sit back far enough in the dark... So uh, go to Ailey.com. Check out the cool thing that's coming out there. They're, they have this uh, thing that's really going to revolutionize content making and uh, making apps and people being able to put together websites, things of that nature. But uh, they're going to be awesome with what they're doing. It's pretty brilliant. So check out 8 Thanks to them. Um, so let's talk about some stuff. Uh, you want to go first? What do you got on the agenda you want to talk about? I, don't know. The, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that Google rolled out another update in the past 48 hours for Glass. Google Glass. Uh, yeah, XE17 rolled out, and some people reported a lot of problems. Some people reported it was better. Uh, in my case, I woke up in the morning with it. I tried playing with it. 
and uh, it worked for a little while, and then my glass froze up, and I had to do a factory reset on it, and when I finally was able to get it working again, I looked at the version, and it had fallen back to 16.2. So I'm running I'm running 16.2 right now, and it seems to be stable again, but uh, we'll see what I wake up to tomorrow morning. Did you play with uh, version 16 when it was, like, the most unstable version? Yeah, we, we talked about that in the last show. That, yeah, 16, oh, 16. Um, I, at 16 uh, and 16.1, I had a lot of problems with. Um, uh, I actually told Google, um, Google Glass support that, you know, uh, I, I know this. You're rolling out upgrades, and you're going to be a fix it. But right now, it was, you know, it was so slow with those updates that I can't yeah. let other people see, demonstrate this product. I can't let them try it anywhere because their experience is just going to be a very bad impression. And uh, 16.2 fixed almost all of that. I still had problems with 16.2 with Twitter. Um, either something wouldn't post, or if I posted it, it would show up eight times. I don't know if that was a glass problem, or a Twitter app problem, or a Twitter service problem. That just happened to be coincidental, but um, other than that, 16.2 was stable, and I'm sort of happy I fell back to it. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, that's do you, really, ha- do you have it? What version is yours right now? I actually power mine up to see if mine up uploaded. I know my battery is completely dead. Go yeah, this. mine's charging right now. That's why I'm not wearing it. And uh, I did charge it, but I don't know that it's... Uh, I think I used it yesterday. I only use, really use it when I go out of the house. Yeah, I was just in the Magic Kingdom uh, for a couple hours, so I, I went there, took some photographs of the new new roller coaster that I opened up that I haven't ridden. Oh, holy crap! I do have uh, XC17 up to date. Okay. Uh, I think it's working. Yeah, that that uh, XC16, not the 16.2, but the 16. Man, that messed up the whole slider thing. You can only use like the very front of my. Slider. Oh, I didn't have that problem. I just had a problem. I would I would tap or slide and then wait four or five seconds before it would react. I had a boot problem. I think I'm. A lot st- of people had petrol resets. It would shut down, and then they would turn yeah. it back on, and it would run for like a couple minutes, and then shut down again. And yep, I was having that. That was like that was great. I had that, I had that happen once. It didn't repetitively cycle. But as I said, when it did that, I I fell back to sixteen point two from seventeen, and I didn't have an issue. I'm seeing some delay in in the response from when I'm touching and when stuff is happening. That's the biggest problem I have. Everybody else seems to be focused on the battery life. As soon as they get a new update, they want to see if they got more battery life or out of it. I don't really care about the battery life. Glass only takes 60 minutes to charge from a dead scratch to full charge, and I could do that like on a lunch hour. I care mm-hmm. more about is it responding? Is it stable? Is it going to stay up? Because those are the things um, that happen while I'm using it. Yeah. And those are the things that, I, that other people see when I let them borrow it to try it out. Uh, yeah, you want it to the battery work. is just a oh. minor inconvenience. You want it to work? What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I tend to prefer stability over everything. So, uh, so far with the KitKat upgrades, uh, you know, stability did go down. I'm hoping they'll they'll fix it. You really want stability? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's not my priority. Have you checked out this? Uh, this is another thing I want to talk about. This is the this is a site called Glossaic. Can you see it? Uh, no, I am looking at you though, but I just see you. Oh, really? Maybe not. Oh, there you go. Okay, I see it. Glossaic. This is the uh, photo mosaic. Hipstagram of uh, this is like the hipstagram for Google Glass, and you can oh, download this fairly easy on your on your dealio, your Google Glass there, and you can literally share your photos on here just like you would with Instagram and video, I should add. And uh, it basically is a social media network now for Google Glasswares. Oh, so what they're trying to do is, uh, since there isn't an Instagram app yet, and you can't do videos on um, for, uh, Facebook, you can, st- you can do photographs on Facebook, and you can do yep. photographs and video on Twitter, but you're limited. 
Um, you can't go anywhere. You can do it on Path, too. I guess they're trying to grab that niche before the Instagram app comes out or whatever and create sure. a new photo service. That's not a, it's not a bad attempt. Who knows, how long, who knows how long Instagram's going to take? Yeah, I mean, they took a long time to get the Windows thing done. I, I think the Windows thing is still in beta. There's a lot of confusion about it too. They shouldn't even call it the beta. It's the people. People are so confused over on Windows platform. Um, but and it's uh, only glass photos, right? It's all that's there. On Glossaic? Yeah. Or yeah. is it other stuff too? Yeah, I'd show it to you, but it's taking a while to log in, likely because either their site is being a butt or uh, has something to do with all the all the technology. Five people right thing. now. Yeah. <laughs> So my computer looks like it's freaking out. No, I haven't. I hadn't seen that. That's um, so yeah. You could take a look interesting at, move. You can take a look at uh, Glossaic and stuff. I'm trying to figure out how to get back to where I can see you again, and you can see me. Not that you want to, but um, yeah. you have to go to like the toolbar or something like that. And there you go. I see you. There you go. I'm back. I know what you look like. I don't need to see you. <laughs> All right, well, I'll just turn off my webcam and <laughs> get naked here. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that was my big headache was um, uh, watching the – to double, to double that problem, today was a day that uh, – because internally I'm attending a small little tech convention. We were, we were giving Google Glass demo, so I was there with about four or five other Glass people, and we're all asking each other, is yours working? Is yours working? Is yours working? <laughs> Do you ever go on to the Google Glass uh, – Community that they have there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was a very heavy contributor to that community for a long time. Yeah. I'm using it less, to be honest with you, and I said this today, as a matter of fact. I'm using it less and less because the population there is getting bigger and bigger, so it's it's getting more diverse, and we're getting more, you know, um, people that are trolling and things like that. And I like, and when somebody posts something on that community. Uh, you don't get an alert for it. I mean, you can set it up so you get an email for it, and that's a, that's how you know. Whereas mm -hmm. if they use the Google Plus communities, I actually get it as a Google Plus alert that I can click and go see the post and respond to. So, you know, it's it's more Android-ish. Um, so I tend to prefer the Google Plus communities over the Glass Dash community website right now. <laughs> Which is pretty funny considering, I mean, they're getting beat by their own social media network. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, a, it's, um, well, it's not their product. They're using some sort of uh, bulletin board software or something like yeah. that. And, and and it is, I mean, it's a great environment. It's run by the, the Glass community people, and, and all of them are awesome people. I've met all of them. But they should um, have used Google Glass. I mean, yeah, I, Google I mean, Glass. it did surprise me initially that they didn't leverage the Google Plus community, that they set up their own service. But internally, they may have had reasons for that, for all I know. Or there may have been some ways that they wanted to share stuff that they couldn't do it. Well, they want, they want I'm using it less. You know. Yeah, they know no one's on Google Plus, so they want it. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I, have a, I have a million followers in a ghost town. <laughs> I like that. Did we talk last time about Vic stepping down? I don't um, know. I don't think we did. Or being pressured. Well, maybe we did. But we can talk about it again because um, sure. I, I like Vic. Vic uh, I consider Vic a, a casual friend. I don't know. I have not met him in person yet, but he and I have interacted several times online. No, not sexually. We have a lot of the same friends in time. No, no. But but he's a great guy, and he's very passionate about Google+. And, and he built Google+, Plus out of nothing. He integrated uh, Hangouts with it. He integrated events, uh, YouTube comments. I mean, he did all of this stuff that, you know, literally before 2011, none of this existed, and it grew to be pretty much the second social media network, and now he's leaving, and the person replacing him is predominantly technical. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I I don't know him personally, and I you know I look at his feeds and and they're very good content, very intelligent. But I don't see he's not the same passionate you know uh, community kind of person that that Rick was. Or at least uh, he isn't acting that way or so far. So yeah, I don't I don't know what to think of it. Um, Is it possible that they put someone technical in it because basically they're just going to have techies? You know, hold the thing up and support it technically, so it just uh, keeps operating from day to day. That's certainly possible. It's certainly been conjectured a lot that that's going to go happen. That's going to switch into like a uh, just to be a part of the infrastructure maintenance mode rather than see you know massive yeah. changes to it anymore. This is obviously I you know I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. But well, certainly Vic wouldn't have stepped down if it was being a huge success and getting uh, the traffic that had been lauded on it. Uh, yeah, that's I, a little I, frustrating for me. I don't know. If, if he stepped down, uh, or if he was he was not happy with something and chose to leave, or if he got some sort of great, fantastic opportunity somewhere he can't talk about and decided to leave, you know, I, I, I think I think he loved the baby too much to quit. But when someone tells you things are going to change, I really believe um, the rumors and stuff that what happened was is just screwing YouTube was the last straw. It screwed a lot of people in messing with YouTube and forcing the Google Plus uh, uh, sign-ins at YouTube. That's I, don't, I didn't like the sign-ins on YouTube. I did I did think the commenting improved drastically when I switched over. Though. It, the commenting do, but it killed all the trolls, which also killed the traffic. I saw a direct result of it. Yeah, I, know. Um, I think I think it. I think it predominantly hurt uh, views on YouTube um, so much so that a lot of the probably the people. I, if I would have worked for YouTube's department, I would have been at Vic's throat. Um, I, I was really surprised they even let him get away with it, but I'm like, maybe Google's just that desperate. Um, right. but, well, maybe, well, they also had a real problem they were trying to tackle, too. They had a huge, you know, every, you know ask any human being on the planet that ever read YouTube comments, and they would all tell you, you that know, the, the most I vulgar, really, insulting things I ever really saw. I really think that was a spin. I didn't. No, I've seen them. That was my impression, too, when I look at them. I, I and most people that I knew on YouTube, we valued those trolls because what would happen is, one troll would call each one person a name, usually. You know, oh yeah, and then, then you get and then and then they come back, and the other one would do. Well, it became yeah. another view because the video audio played, which uh, was great for YouTube uh, because YouTube can go, hey, there's ten trillion freaking people watching our videos. Well, half those trolls probably weren't even watching the videos; they were just freaking arguing back and forth. Yeah, but they were just triggering play. it. And then what was great about it was people were coming to see. The car crash. They were coming to see the arguments. People would write me all the time. They're like, "Do you do you know the meltdown argument that is going on on your video in the comments section? It's like a battle royale, World War II." I'm like, right. yeah, "I know about it." And they're like, "Will you fall?" And I'm like, "I really have better things to do, but I am following it because I get check updates every day as to how much I'm making off of it." Um, <clears throat> so, do you think? So, you're saying you think that was a bad move then to change the commenting system, or do you think it should have been a choice that you could have opted to go either way? It was a, it was a horrible move to do it. Okay. I mean. It, it killed a lot of people that were um, that were trolling on it, and I, I was fine with the trolls. I mean, most uh, all social media or YouTube people I know were, were pretty okay with the trolls because we understand that we're getting paid to be called, you know, whatever mm. you want to call us. And if I'm getting paid for you to call me, you know, the F word, um, really do it again, please. Seriously. <laughs> get more money in my bank account at all times. So um, so I was completely fine with it. I was like, okay. you know, please. In fact, I would sometimes I'd go in and egg them on. 
<laughs> and you would have this huge audience that would be watching the fight, so they would be tuning into your video every couple hours to see what the how the battle royale was going and who was winning the troll fest. Um, and a lot of times, it really wasn't even about me that they were like they uh, that they were fighting about. You would they were they were fighting amongst themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. usually what I would see. Is they were fighting themselves. But that, so, I'm not a, I'm not a YouTube star. I mean, I use YouTube to store all my videos, and they've got you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't make I don't make money from it, and I don't have lots and lots of subscribers. But it, it killed my comments on YouTube. Yeah. It killed my traffic. It killed uh, it killed a lot of people's thing, and it's made a lot of people unhappy. I mean, you've got some real uh, YouTube stars now that are calling, saying that they're gonna quit this year and uh, different things like that. And I'm frustrated with it. Uh, so where so where what's the number? What's the most attractive place to go after that? After YouTube. Yeah, is it a, a daily nowhere. motion? Nowhere, nowhere, <laughs> nowhere. A lot of daily motion and Vimeo. I mean, you're just not going to get the uh, traffic that attra YouTube can attract. YouTube has really become the TV for 10 to 15 year olds and people in their teens. It is their TV. When they come home at, during the day, that's what they watch. I've even become a bad, bad habiter where at dinner I'll sit and watch YouTube. Um, it's just because it's quick, it's easy to turn on, it's easy to hook into. It's kind of like Reddit. Once you get it going, you're you're locked in with uh -huh. the with the cavalcade of car crashes, um, and it's quick and easy to do and adjust and move around. And be very flippant and okay. Well, I don't watch this. No, I don't watch that. It's a piece of shit. All right, I'll flip to that. You know, it's great where it gives you a lot of different options, and so it's their TV. I mean, one of the reasons my videos don't do as well as others is because it's really hard to angle me towards the 10 to 15 year old crowd. I mean, if mm. I had pretty face and some titties, that might make a difference. But <laughs> you know, I, I for some reason just have education and really smart videos, um, and that's not going anywhere. Right. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do your next show without any pants on. How's that? Uh, yeah, the only it doesn't work with a guy as much. <laughs> it doesn't work with a guy as much. Uh, the uh, but uh, you know, I there's. There's some really talented people on YouTube that do really well. I Justine does a killer job. She's great at creating. Oh yeah, I've always watched her stuff. But to be honest with you, I never read the comments. I watch the shows. Yeah, there's people that live for those comments. The trolls yeah. and stuff, they live for those comments. And the Google Plus thing really hurt them. So, uh, you, you think know, I really, Justine? Uh, yeah, I've, I've talked to I Justine. Her numbers go down every month. Okay. Um, I, wow. Okay. Yep. She made that. Uh, She's she got a fairly loyal fan base, and it's not it's not as trollish as other players on YouTube. I don't know if it's trollish or not. I mean, she has. She, when you're that huge, you have just an yeah. abundance of crazies. Um, but no, we've all everyone's struggling. I mean, if you take a break off YouTube, your numbers go down. Um, it's you. You're always trying new things to gauge your audience or, or like your audience. You know, a lot of us started other channels, and then I think a lot of people started other channels to come back to other things. Um, you know, so it's it's tough. But uh, I think Google Plus really ruined that, and I think a lot a lot of people at the Google Plus department went to went went to uh, went to the uh, CEO of of Google Plus, just like the rumors. State with was the TechCrunch article. Yeah, uh, but this I, see that problem is I, I I always take TechCrunch with a, a grain of salt. You well, know, you know I always you really, wait for somebody else that I trust to say the same story or put. Yeah. Their, you know. Well, you know the um, the other thing is I don't know if you saw this recently, but 
it's been rolled out to developers now where they've been getting a notification where they were using Google Plus sign-in. The yeah. Google Plus sign-in is being changed to Google sign-in. And okay. it's automatically switching over to Google sign-in, which basically what that's telling you is they're eliminating Google Plus sign-in. They're going to just straight Google sign-in. Now, if that's yeah. not if that's not a uh, powerful thing to tell you that they're going, eh, we're going to slide Google Plus to the back, what is? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that makes actually more sense to me. It should be a Google sign-in. Yeah, it should be. You you would think they would do that. But I, I think Vic kind of had his way with for a long time at being able to do whatever he wanted. And I think finally he pissed off enough people to go, no, we're not doing that. And when they say that, you know, finally the CEO had to step in because he was the CEO's little um, um, baby child. Oh. Um, and I, I thought for a year after after all the pie in the sky, la, 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 hear no evil stuff that Vic would always do. In fact, he kicked me out of a, a uh, hangout one time. I just barely went in. I was sitting there just seeing what was going on. I was in there for, I think, a minute or two, and all of a sudden I got booted and banned. Um, huh. Because he knows... he knows. You say anything? He, oh, no, he knows me. He knows my discussions that I have about Google+. I've tagged him in a lot of discussions, or I've tried to call him out to stuff, to talk about stuff. And uh, so he's, he's always had that la-la-la-land sort of mentality um, you you watch the threads about Google Plus and it's like everything's great roses there's nothing wrong. Um, I gotta tell you, he's always I mean he's always been he's always been great for me I mean yeah. he's always been nice he's jumped into my conversations he's he's corrected me when I've been been wrong and he's also helped me out of some several problems and he even joined some hangouts that I was doing that were casual with other people and. Uh, uh, I'm sure he was instrumental in helping me get on the the Google you know suggested user list for a while too, and there so I don't really have anything. I have nothing but nice things to say about him because awesome. I, I thought he was I thought he was uh, good for Google Plus and he was good for me. I should have played it better. I should have just I should have just uh, been nice to him the whole time. How <laughs> Google Glass was great. I mean, I can I can see how because uh, I'm not a, I'm not a YouTube star, so I'd have to have that point of view uh, related like you just did. I can see how um, if if that was your bread and butter and I actually had bottom line impact to you and your fan base and everything that change was bad. Yep. Um, um, but you know that, that unfortunately that didn't, that didn't impact me personally. So I that doesn't that doesn't get added to my list of well these are reasons why I should not like Vic because I like Vic. I didn't have that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I mean, against personally, um, you know, I mean, for years, uh, the last couple years, we I'd had a lot of discussions that I tried to pull Vic into with uh, Robert Scoville, Thomas Hawk, and several people, and basically the discussions were, I don't understand how, you know, Robert Scoble has 8 million followers on Google Plus or whatever it is, but he only gets 150 comments. It does, that math does not make sense. No, and actually if you scale that, I probably have the same story because I've only got a, I only got a million followers, but when I do a post, mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'm, if I'm lucky, I'll get 50 to 100 comments, and, that, and, and that'll be it. And the other problem that I discovered, no one seems to have ever discovered this, is that the views were slanted. The views were based upon page serves. And what Google Plus back in the day was doing was serving you a page which which there was there was three pages below the break. 
So if you know what that means, that means you have to page down to see the rest of mm -hmm. the content. So there was four pages on your screen that you would normally see if you page down that were served to you. Um, what we what we discovered was um, the page serves were counting views. The only problem was is three fourths of the content or three pages below the break were being presented to you that you may never have paged down to see. Uh, most times when I went into Google Plus, I looked at the page, and then I go look at what we want to do. So we did some testing of it by putting up photos and different things of that nature, and within seconds, within like a minute, we would have 800 page, we would have 800 views to the thing. There was just no way that there was 800 individual views of that photo of people clicking on it. Well, I've had I've had the same observation about photos. If you post photos frequently, your your views escalate astronomically compared to if you're just posting, you know, content of other types, links mm -hmm. and text and things like that. Or, or you know, even if you just have a little photo in it to help your thing. But if you're posting that's one of the reasons you go look you go look at Trey Radcliffe's feed feed uh, his mm -hmm. views are astronomical, you know. Yeah, uh, that's all he does. Yeah, because that's all he does is post uh, hangouts and photos. Yeah, and he um, does great photos. They both and, but and but there is a way you could I, I haven't done this but you could enable using uh, analytics in Picasa you could enable uh, analytics on your photo posts and then you could compare the views there of the photo with the views that Google Plus is reporting and see how much of a discrepancy there is I, I can't I can't remember if we did that or not back when we had this argument but we kept having the argument and most people agree with me there's there's definitely a disparity when it comes to active users the one thing I called Vic out for that he would never answer and probably one of the reasons he hated me was because I was one of the first people when they integrated Google Plus through all the Google products. I'm like, are you counting this? If I'm in Gmail, are you counting me as an active Google Plus user right now because I'm in Gmail and you have the button bar across the top? And he would never answer that question. It was pretty much determined, I think, by a lot of people in the end that the views and the... Uh, the usage of Google Plus was being skewed by anyone who was using a Google product was being counted. So this yeah. is pretty interesting. Amazon and UP US Postal Service to expand Sunday delivery to fifteen or more cities. Just reading that come across cool. the wire. Did you see the post that Robert just did earlier today about uh, laws being passed to prevent photos in drones? Photography from drones? No, I didn't actually. It's on his Facebook page right now. Take a look at what old Robert's up to. Um, <laughs> Which is an interesting thing, uh, you know, if it's illegal for drones to take photographs, or and um, uh, is that a good thing? Is that a good idea? Well, I know that uh, you know Robert mentioned on one of his feeds uh, he was talking to somebody about photographs in public, and he was saying that by law, photographs in public, if you're out in public, people take photos of you. They can't yeah. make money from those photos. Well, you but, can't share them. You you can't share the. They're only for personal consumption. You can't share them publicly. You can't make money from them. Um, but you yeah, you're right. You, publicly, I think you can share them publicly because that's what someone was calling him out for. Was he posted something of someone publicly, and that's what they were calling him out for. Well, I don't see. We'll have you'll it. have to look at that carefully because, for example, as much because I hear people do this gripe all the time. They're like incredulous that they do this. You can take photographs of children in playgrounds. You know, uh -huh. that's perfectly legal. In fact, when I was growing up, that would happen all the time. But now, for some reason, there's a creepy element attached to it. Somebody just taking photographs of children. If you shared those photographs of children, you're going to start to fall into child protection laws. Yeah. 
So you know, so so while taking them may be legal, sharing them without permission because the people in the photograph are not can can't can't legally grant you permission. You can't share them. So it's not as clean as as dry as you just said that. I totally agree with you that taking them yeah. is 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 clear. But what you do with them afterwards. Um, has controls and requirements attached to it. You can't make money off them. In the back of the day, one of the companies I used to own, we owned a lot of companies, um, was a modeling and talent agency for actors and models. And we would routinely find uh, actors that had been, or models that had been used, uh, they were using their stuff for different things. We'd have to send out a cease and desist order um, and ask for payment, you know, much like... Uh, yeah, because your image is yours. Yeah. So like if, a, if I took a picture of you and put it on a big bol billboard, and I didn't charge for it, I just did all that for free. You could still come after me, and you'd probably win. Like we, like we had, uh, I think it was with Channel Five in Utah. They had, they they had done some sort of commercial spot uh, on a corner for the t for the television station themselves. Like we report all the news all the time, or whatever you know. Mm. And our one of our child actors had walked with their with their parents through the shot in the back. And your face clearly appeared and all that good stuff. Well, they were already making money using that as an advertisement to promote their channel. And so, you know, we wrote them a cease and desist letter, and they complied, and then they sent a bunch of trinkets, which is a way of of fixing the, uh, you know, basic, well, we paid them. We sent them some trinkets. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you're right. Once once money enters the picture, personal gain enters the picture, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot easier to understand that you got a problem. Yeah, and so they, you know, they they realize the rules. Most people like that. They'd send, they'd send a check, or they'd, you know, send some trinkets or something of value, so that they could say that there was a some sort of either compensation or uh, what's the word I'm looking for in in attorney lawyer terms when money changes hands over a contract. Um, it's uh, called consideration. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I do think you can share the photos, but I, I think if I was, but like if I was to get a cease and desist from someone saying using my image in the public forum, I want you to stop. I might be required to do so. I don't know. We'll have to ask Robert about this because he quoted some sort of California state law. I know. It, so, it also might vary a little bit between states too. Yeah, he quoted California law too, which. Uh, <laughs> Well, know. my understanding is that sharing them publicly also can make you vulnerable uh, if you don't yeah. have permission from the people to do that. You know, it's like using their name in a book. Uh, you know, even if that person really was part of your story and you're telling the truth, you still... Yeah. You know. I, well, using a book, that you would be using that for <coughs> income. Yeah. I know a lot of photographers do street photography, and they're not getting, they're not getting releases from those people when they're publishing. Um so I don't know. It's interesting. We'll have to ask Thomas uh, Hawk or Robert Scholl. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas certainly know. Um, uh, Carlos from Photography is not a crime would probably know too. Yeah. The um, you know I'm still quite new at getting into the game, but like recently I went out and I shot uh, Venice Beach. And we shot a lot of public shots. Uh, people that didn't have um, releases for. Uh, we published them. Uh, there, but, but it's also a public setting in their background, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that, that also adds to the formula too. Yeah, they're they're in they're in a public domain, and that's what that's what Robert said. If they're in a public domain, uh, they're out in public, then you can you can publish it. But um, you know, you can't make really make money with it. Um, or if you do, they can come to you and say, "Hey, I want to get paid for that." So, and then you would have to comply because the way the copyright 
rules work, to my understanding, is that the photographer owns the copyright and then the person in the picture owns the copyright. Um, so that's kind of interesting that way. But uh, anything else going on you want to talk about? I don't know. So what do you think of the idea of, a dro of drones, of uh, being illegal for them to take photographs? At least by the general public. Probably taking photographs, I know. Of. Yeah. You know Robert's what, position was there's no way that's going to be enforceable. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what, what precludes me from pulling in front of your house with my, you know, my Canon 1DX, we should talk about here in a bit, yeah. um, and just shooting your house from the front driveway? Well, you know, that's already, but that's, that's actually already been in the news where I, I think in, at least in some states the courts said, well, yeah, you, you'd... People who own homes don't necessarily own the airspace above yeah. their land in that home. So if somebody yeah. without a warrant, like a police officer, wants to fly a helicopter and have it aimed in your bedroom window and your curtains are open, that's not necessarily illegal. And so, I, mean, well, seems, I don't think that's going to last that way. <laughs> but Think about it this way. It seems pretty legal to have Google Maps put a satellite in my backyard to show you what my swimming pool looks like. Um, I suppose I can write them and, and ask them to take it down so, or me out. So what does that mean? Uh, um, because they're obviously doing it from space. Actually, it's not even their satellite, right? They're just using time on like government satellites or something. It might be. Um, so is there, does that mean there's a distance? Like you, you can't do it from three feet, <laughs> but you can do it from you know thirty thousand feet. <laughs> I just need a long enough zoom in a lens. Yeah. But but no, I mean it's it's what's the difference between you know Google Plus or Google uh, Maps hovering over your house that I can see almost every detail. I can see. You know, if I want to case your house, I can go to Google Maps. I can see all your back entries and everything else. Well, but you, but you know the difference. The difference there is a. It's not there. There is no effort um, being made to photograph the contents of your house, and there's and there's no effort well, or desire to have people in it. They're they're trying to shoot scenery, objects, and you know positions. Something tells me that they have the ability to do that now. I mean, it just may not be publicly available. I'm I'm sure the government can see in my windows from when I. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm Always, be always believe that the level of technology in the hands of the government and the military is higher than you and I are aware. <laughs> I mean, they, they can probably tell how many times I'm flushing the toilet and what my stool samples look like. Oh, I understand. They can read. They can, if you're sitting on a park bench reading a newspaper, they can read it with you. Chris That's is a little orange today. He must have had that Mexican burrito. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I heard Moby one time talk about his poops because he's a. Uh, He's vegetarian, and he described the color coordinations of how to tell if you're healthy or not based upon what you leave behind. Let's put it that way. And uh, and uh, he was pretty explicit, and it was like way too much color coordination that I wanted to think about. Um, so you, know, you want to throw him off? Ask him. Ask him to describe the difference between floaters and sinkers, and whether the health differences. Oh, <laughs> You'll get him off on another tangent. You just went there, didn't you? We just went to the next level. And we have zero viewers now. Um, it, my my first thought when you started to say that is, yeah, I don't want a lot of friends like that in my life. I don't want to, I don't want that level of detail. Not like you have a choice of the NSA. Chris, I'm telling you right now, forever alone, I really don't want to hear about your bathroom activities. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> unless you're telling me you're you're actually bleeding and I need to rush you to an emergency room, I unless it hits that level, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> Sorry. The uh so that's why I that's why I just routinely every night I put I pull on my pants, put my butt up against the window, and moon the government because I want them to uh, feel my pain or something. You know, you know, you reminded me of a true story that I think is hysterical. Maybe we can apply this. I am a true story. There was there was a period of time when um, in Chicago, the Midway Airport had to re redirected their flights, and they were uh -huh. flying over this neighborhood that 
was they were never supposed to fly over. And you know, this guy was complaining. He was calling the airport all the time, saying, "You're flying over my house, and I don't want you know. You're not supposed to fly over this house, and I'm trying to sleep." And and you know, they blew him off. Hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So what he did was he climbed up on top of his roof, and in big white paint, he wrote, "Welcome to Cleveland." <laughs> and then every time a plane flew over his house, it caused such an uproar among all the passengers because they all thought they were landing in Chicago, and they <laughs> that the airport decided it was more. It was more of a uh, situation where they should just redirect the flights away from that name. That's hilarious. So he won. So, you know, ingenuity. <laughs> you just got to have – got to be very clever. The the wild thing that we have with uh, uh, living in Orange County, we have the John Wayne Airport. And I guess so many people complain in Orange County, a bunch of snobs. Um, <clears throat> well, I live there too. But uh, – they complained about how the jets, you know, they fire up to get to 10,000 feet, the cruising speed. And um, so, fortunately, the first time I flew out of Orange County, they told us what the deal was. They go, they go, look, we're going to fire up the engines. We're going to cruise to, you know, we're going to fire up to 10,000 feet. But just so you know, at 10,000 feet, we really ramp back the... Um, we really ramp back the engines so that we can turn around and fly over Orange County without pissing everybody off. So right. don't freak out when you hear the engines go down. Because literally, I'm not shitting you, it, it, they fire it up and you, you shoot up to like 10,000 feet and it feels like they shut the engines down and you <laughs> start coasting. And you're just kind of like, oh, crap. So well, I, I've, I've been in flights where at certain airports – they have to coast, 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 be quiet, and then they fire everything up and land you as absolutely fast as possible. Yeah. You know, and, you, you know, you, you can feel the, the G-force when they do it, and I assume it's a similar, similar situation. Yeah. Well, one of the last things I want to talk about was the Canon 1DX. We've been testing this and reviewing it with uh, from the races of the good folks at uh, Canon, at usacanon.com. And this is the uh, Canon EOS 1DX, top of the EOS line. This thing, I've been playing with it now for a couple of weeks. We've got a number of reviews that are still coming out on it and comparisons. This thing's insane. Check this out. It's got its own networking plug for networking. Oh, for, gee, for wired to network. Yeah. Is, that Is it insane? built in Wi Fi too? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's got built in Wi Fi. I think you have to get a, an add on for that because they just basically go, just plug it in, idiot. Um, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have built-in Wi-Fi. The new ones do have built-in Wi-Fi. Yeah, a lot of the Sonys now have built-in Wi-Fi. The, 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 I think the 60 and the 70D, which I have, have it. But this thing is the greatest camera ever made when it comes to the EOS line uh, or any uh, DSLR line. Now, of course, the Reds are probably better, but um, you know, the, going up in the 4K and the movie cameras that Canon makes. But this thing is freaking just a monster of a camera. So we've been doing a lot of reviews. Be sure to watch for those reviews of it. Been doing a lot of walk-arounds of it. Uh, look at the battery on this thing. This battery is just like monster battery. Sam, look, is it a mirrorless or is it not a mirrorless? It's, it's no, it's not mirrorless. All right, because it's, it's almost small enough that it's starting to look like it's a mirrorless. That's why I'm wondering. It's, it's huge, dude. This yeah. is not small in any okay. a shape or form. Uh, in fact, where's my D? But I, I gotta tell you, I, I love Canon cameras. I was gonna I ask you if you're a Canon guy, because most people are either Canon or Nikon. I'm a Canon guy. We've reviewed. Uh, see, my the, my Canon camera has the battery pack on it, so technically it should only be about that size comparatively. 
because I've added the battery pack oh. on. But um, they built everything into this machine, and it's just the greatest thing ever. In fact, I'm I'm going to cry the day that I have to return it to them. Of course, we'll probably be reviewing other products from Canon, so that'll make us happy. But um, just a just an immaculate, immaculate camera. And if you could afford this, I've been looking at selling my kidneys. Um, it's only seven thousand dollars. So if I had a child, I would sell it um, to a Chinese organ harvesting company. But uh, thanks to Canon, USA.Canon.com for sharing that with us. But watch for the reviews in the Chris Voss Show and the YouTube channel, which are pretty cool. <laughs> so Keith, what are you up to in the next coming weeks? What's going on with your... Uh, uh, next weekend, I have a big uh, Google Glass meetup over at Disney World. Oh, yeah? Yeah, um, Friday night I'm hosting a, a dinner over at the um, area restaurant, and there's gonna, you know, I host these things so that there's a mixture of people who just want to show up and meet other people, and it's casual. I don't know how many people are gonna show up. We usually just do it like in a restaurant bar area, and we just add more and more tables as it gets bigger. <laughs> and so Friday night we have you know drinks and food uh, at a restaurant, and then Saturday all day from morning into evening we're gonna go to the Disney Hollywood Studios because they're beginning Star Wars weekends. And oh, Star Wars wow. weekends, yeah, that's when they turn. The whole park is full of hundreds of stormtroopers. There's Star Wars celebrities there. There's photo opportunities, autograph opportunities. There's a show at the end of the day. Um, this year, there's going to be a fireworks thing, and um, there's about uh, 18 to 20 uh, Google Glass uh, users uh, that have accepted my invite. They're going to join me for that. So even if half of them show up, I'm going to be in the park with at least 10 people. We're all going to be running around doing this thing all day long. Awesome! Awesome! Yeah. And have you seen uh, George Zimmerman and uh, Anthony, what's her name? And uh, yeah, I can't pull that joke off. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I want to be your friend so I can go to Disneyland, so I'm going to move to Florida. I hear that uh, I hear that Casey Anthony has a spare room. Oh! oh. You know, it's funny because when, when you join Disney as a company, they tell you two things. Uh, um, the first is you better create a guest room in your house because people that have you haven't talked to in 20 years and relatives you haven't seen in 10 years are going to come out of the woodwork and say, I want to come down and visit you. And that was absolutely <laughs> true. The second thing is um, they said uh, a lot of companies have a no dating policy. We don't. Um, you can date people in this company. We're not going to get involved. If, if it's a situation where you're dating your manager, you know, you're in the same reporting structure, we're going to ask uh, somebody to leave that team and go somewhere else, and if you can't decide who it is, we're going to move the manager involuntarily. But other than that, we don't have a no dating policy because we, can't tell you, we cannot tell you not to date one-sixth of the population of the town of Orlando. <laughs> That is pretty true. Yeah, I thought, you know, that's 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 pretty funny. Disney, Disney, because <laughs> it's you know, it's just sixty thousand people working in this uh, this facility here. How's so. your Disney dating profile going? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is no dating website, but you know, that is actually maybe you hit on a new business need there. <laughs> you know, I I uh, I can see a lot of. You ever seen those people that have the fetishes where they like dressing up in costume? Uh, yeah, you mean like the brownies like dressing and stuff up like that. mascots and stuff. I can see a lot of people who want jobs there now. Well, I haven't seen that here, fortunately. I don't think they would pass the screening process. Why is that guy humping Disney in the closet in no, the room? No, no, no. Minnie Mouse. What's going you on? Real, you have to realize, first of all, to work in most positions of any any position responsibility authority, you got to pass a background check. So, because <laughs> you know we're in proximity to children, so that's usually pretty serious. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Why is Minnie and Goofy getting it on in the back? No, um, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no. 
That reminds me of a joke I saw. I think I have it saved somewhere on my phone or something. And uh, it's Mickey Mouse. He's asking for a divorce, and the judge is saying they're not married. Um, <laughs> a judge is saying, a judge is saying, uh, you can't ask for, you can't ask for uh, divorce on uh, grounds that uh, Minnie Mouse is or Minnie Mouse is out of her mind. And Mickey Mouse says, I didn't say Minnie Mouse is out of her mind. I said she was fucking goofy. Yeah, I've heard this joke before. <laughs> that is not a Disney joke. <laughs> That's a joke I could tell. <laughs> I told. I'll tell you, you want to you hear a Disney joke? Okay. Because this will show you the clean cleanliness of a Disney joke. Disney joke would be when the Animal Kingdom first opened up, there was some fear and panic because they didn't have uh, anybody to uh, they didn't the gorillas weren't available yet and they want you know and, and it was opening up to the public so they said well you know, we have this gorilla costume so we're gonna have this cast member dressed up in the gorilla outfit he'll be in the cage and he'll be acting like the gorilla and the in the tourists won't know the difference so they do that and he's jumping around and he's pounding his chest and he's swinging and he notices he's right next to the lion cage and the lion is in there watching him uh, but the tourists are eating this up like crazy and he's getting away with it so he's becoming more and more daring. And he slips, and he falls, and he lands in the lion cage. Oh! And the lion, and the, and he's and he's cowering in the corner, and the lion is approaching closer and closer, and he's starting to yell, "Help! Help!" The lion gets right next to him and says, "Shut up! You're gonna spoil it." <laughs> That's, pretty That's a Disney joke. That's pretty. Yeah. The lion's sitting there going, "Monkey for dinner." <laughs> All right. Well, I need to wrap up, Keith. Uh, I need to run into somebody's podcast. It was wonderful to be hanging with oh, you again, man. Give us your you. plugs on the interwebs. Um, I'm at keithbarrett.com. That's where I do all my blogging and all my Google Glass stuff too. I also run a site called vidcastnetwork.com where I host, uh, post all my uh, hangouts and my live internet broadcasts when that happens. And uh, I'm on Twitter as Keith Barrett. And on Monday nights at six o'clock, I uh, co-host with Steve Haywood on the Tech Buzz broadcast. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said, I have a Google Glass meetup at Disney World. And if you're in Disney World, then give me a give me a shout, and maybe I'll find some time we can get together and talk. Uh, and awesome. if you're on Twitter, give me a follow. So. Jeez, Google Glass has got an in at Disney with you for advertising. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's been pretty amazing because you know I I joined Disney, and there's a lot of people who follow me and are interested because I work at Disney. Huh. And then I joined Google Plus, and there were a lot of people that followed me and everything because I was on Google Plus and I was doing all these hangout shows and things like that. And now I have Google Glass, and everybody, a lot of people are following me because of Google Glass. You, you know, there's always a new thing that comes along that has a fandom attached to it. And you know, if you if 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 you're if you're into it, you'll suddenly get this new fan base you've never had before. You just keep adding go. and adding. There you go. I'm sure every time you review a product, depending upon the product, you get more and more people, you know, noticing you. They notice it whether they like my review on it or they disagree with it, especially if it's an iPhone or an Android phone. <laughs> you're an asshole. Oh, you're great. I love whatever XYZ phone. You know, people. I mean, people will call me out and be like, "You like the iPhone? You must be an Obama fan." You're like, "How did that go political? Oh, wow. Yeah. How did, wow. How, did that, how did that cross that line?" Anyway, I'm gonna let you go, Keith. It was okay. lovely to have you. Love to have you some more, and we'll look forward to it. Thanks for coming by, and be sure to tune in to ChrisVosShow.com. Be sure to check out Ailey.com, our sponsors, of course, with Google Glass, and uh, sign up for their forthcoming beta. Thanks for coming by. I'll see you later. All right.